what podcast reviewer 37 describes as an indiscriminate hellish ride that I would not wish on my worst enemy. The industry's elite have said time and again, man, fuck those guys. Get ready. If your ears had butts, they'd about to be fucked. Welcome to the Butt Fuck Nowhere Show. there now it's off oh man that was crazy so when when the cat or when i knocked over the thing when the cat and it hit and it hit here it turned on one of the effects and Which it's called it? monster so i was like sounding it's on the pot it's on the program you'll be able to hear it it's so so to everybody who heard that uh, that was because i fucked up but anyways all right so here we are this is the butt fuck nowhere show the show that's about absolutely nothing but is also about everything. As always, my name is Josh, and I'm here today with Adam. Howdy. And we just, it, it was fate. It was fate. It was destiny, because we just finished recording the, the CUP episode number 20, and we were talking about, oh, should we do a BFN? No, I don't know. Do we have enough to carry? Blah, blah. As, we, as we sat down to do this, I also found out that this is also the Buttfuck Nowhere show. 20th episode it's all let's give ourselves a round of applause man we're so fucking we're so good we're so good we we put in the work and the rewards are paying in dividends not with money but you know with, with other, other things well we this is something we can also talk about is is the the i don't know if we want to start with that but mm, yeah yeah how do you want this to go down I, oh shit i have there's no format for this whatsoever so i mean shit we can talk about whatever i mean i electrocuted myself the other day so we can uh, <laughs> talk you, you, about that sounds pretty cool um i mean it it felt weird <laughs> <laughs> your body your body shut down you're like oh. <laughs> i mean i definitely think i took a, at least five years off of my lifespan by doing that and i i've electrocuted myself before you know by accident not not like full electrocution because obviously I'd be dead, but the stupid fucking smoke alarm <laughs> kept going off. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It 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 went off, and it was so it's outside of one of the bathrooms, and it's never gone off before when somebody's been taking a shower. But Chloe's in there taking a shower, and the steam just like set it off. So I don't know. I didn't know what the fuck was wrong. So I was, I kept going up and hitting the button to reset it, hit the button to reset it. Nope. Every, every two minutes after it would just start going off again, full, full Blair. So I'm like, God damn it. So I climb up there and I just take it out and I unplug it. And so as I'm unplugging it, you know, it's, it's hardwired into the 12 volt, whatever the fuck electrical thing. So I am undoing the little things and I didn't know, but one of them must have been very loose because it had already pulled out. So as I'm doing the other one and my hand goes around to to twist the the um the actual smoke detector to bring it 
to my face so I could get that side. I didn't see that behind it, the other wire was already out and it must have just fallen out. And so my hand brushed against it and I just, just immediately, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, man, it fucking hurts. Getting electrocuted fucking hurts. It does. It feels like uh, getting pricked by needle, like thousand needles all the time. Inside your body, too. All over. And I definitely, like I said, I've done this before. This isn't the first time I felt this, but it just hadn't happened in a while. And it fucking totally threw me off. I'm like, oh, I was like, fuck. And it was it was kind of long, too, because my hand was on it. It cramped. And it it just went, ah. And then, like, it, my hand, when it cramped, it... It like it got like stuck and it was still touching it. And then eventually my hand came down enough to where it wasn't touching. It, and I was like, oh, fuck. Did you th- were you thinking? I was thinking, oh, this is it. I'm dead. Like, oh, no. no we're, yeah. But were you thinking at all? Like, could you think oh, clearly? Because that, that, that happened to me when I was younger. Uh-huh. And yeah, like the first time I felt it, I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on. And then eventually I pulled my hand off and I put my hand back on because I kind of liked the shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So were you, were you able to think clearly and be like, Oh, I need to take my hand off. No, I, I was, I was just, the only thought that I had in my head was I was like, Oh, what's happening? Like, what the fuck? This, this is how it goes. This is how it ends. This is how Josh dies. Electrocution via fucking, um, what is smoke that? Smoke, de- yeah, smoke detector electrocution. So I was, it, it it hurt. It just hurt. It just, that was the only thing that was really going through my head was pain, and I'm and I'm probably gonna die. And when it finally let go, I'm like, oh fuck, thank God. And I was just, dude, you just feel so weird afterwards. You just feel like I don't know what the word is, but you know, after you have gone and you've worked out really hard or done something like that, and then you sleep, and then you wake up the next day and your whole body's sore. That's kind of what it felt like immediately right after. What the fuck? Oh, hold on, somebody's fucking. All right, there, I fucking paused it because the dogs were losing their mind chasing the cat. So, yeah, so that was getting electrocuted. Fucking hurts. And uh, you just feel feel sore for a little bit afterwards. And you also, I also felt like it was going to happen again. I felt like you just, it was this feeling... Like right before it happened, I felt the the initial tingle and then it just exploded across your whole body, right? So I felt that initial tingle for about two hours afterwards the whole time and I was in constant, I don't know, fear if that's the right word, but in, in just constant heightened state of alert of like, oh God, it's about to happen again. Oh, oh no, wait, that's just how I feel now. I've loved yourself. Yeah, and now I th- now <laughs> I felt really for that two hours, I really thought, oh man, I'm just going to feel like this for the rest of my life. Great. What have I done to myself? extreme paranoia yeah and and then it you know it went away after like a couple hours so that was that was great um (laughs) but yeah that sucked that hurt so yeah that's the story of me getting electrocuted (laughs) pretty nice yeah it's pretty great i definitely wouldn't be like you and be like oh yeah let me do that again like no no well i mean i don't know how what what is it the ampage yeah i don't know it's like amperage or is that the voltage what's the thing that actually hurts you I think it's, yeah, it's the amp, is it not the amperage, amps, the jewels? I don't know. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, we're all idiots. But anyways, what's the next topic? Uh, So the next thing was, man, I wrote this down and I don't, I don't fucking remember what it is. Oh I just, my God, that's the worst feeling ever. I dude. just remember it was fucking hilarious and. So I just it's wrote a cryptic down, joke you wrote to yourself. It is. And then I forgot about it. Uh, it's, that's, I wrote down for in this for literally for BFN topics. 
werewolf game. Okay. I swear to God, I saw this on fucking Instagram or TikTok or something. And I'm like, oh man, it's gotta be this, this, whatever it was, was hilarious enough for me to go right down and say, oh, we got to talk about this on the BFN show. And now I have no recollection. Maybe getting electrocuted deleted that fucking memory from my brain because I have no fucking idea. I just remember it being funny and I'm like trying to Google it and, and I just cannot, I cannot fucking figure it out. I cannot remember. It's the worst feeling ever, dude. So I'm just, I'm so you pissed, man. Something down so you don't forget. And then you look back and you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I kind of, I kind of do remember this a little bit. It was, it wasn't funny actually now that I remember, <laughs> now that, now that, now that I remember it, but it was, it had to do with mentality. Um, what because is the, what is the game part? So there's this, these, these, uh, I guess they were sociologists. Um, let me, let me look it up real quick. Sociologists invent werewolf game, or I don't know if they invented it or if it's like some Russian game. It's also called mafia. Um, it's like a party game. Cooper, knock it off. And basically the game models conflict between two groups. The, informed minority and the uninformed majority so you have let's say a group of 10 people and eight of them are villagers two of them are werewolves and so the werewolves don't know who a werewolf is who the other werewolf is they what is they fucking they're fucking around all right so anyways now i unpause it because the, dog, the dogs keep fucking about and pissing me off but anyways uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But the werewolf game, essentially, like I said, let's say you have 10 people. Eight of them are villagers and two of them are werewolves. And essentially, the way the game works is <clears throat> it's like a day and night phase. So during the day or the, the night phase happens and uh, the werewolves have the power to kill villagers in the nighttime phase. Okay. Okay. So the... Everybody like closes their eyes or puts their head down or whatever so they can't see what's happening. And then the person who is the game master goes to the werewolf and said one of the werewolves and just signals to, hey, point at which villager you want to kill. So then that guy puts his head back down. Then they go to the other werewolf. He puts his he picks his pick and then that's it. So they kill two villagers. Then during the daytime, the game master comes on and said, okay. During the night, you found out that these two villagers were killed. So now it's six villagers, two werewolves. Now everyone in the game, including the werewolves, now has to decide and vote. It's kind of like an early version of Among Us. And they vote to see who is the person that, who they're going to kick out of the village or they're going to kill because they think they're the werewolf. So then that's what they argue about during the daytime. And then right before the night phase, the next night phase, the villagers all vote on one person to kick out. And so they vote. And then the person says, Oh, sorry, but Jimmy was not the werewolf. And then it goes down to it. And so basically what they found, they, they just repeat this cycle over and over until obviously the game is over. And one of the things that they found was that the two werewolves, they can win the game. If they kill, I think if they kill everyone except, or I think if there's only two villagers left, then yeah. Cause nobody can tell the story. Cause if there was a third person, right. That theoretically you can 
potentially figure it out with those remaining. People. Right. Yeah. And then with the two, it's like, well, the two wolves can just kill each one person. Right. So the villagers win if they kill both of the werewolves, or they win, or the villa or the werewolves win if there's they kill everyone except for two villagers, basically. Because then it would get down to like it's just 50-50. And so they basically say every the overwhelming majority of the time during this study, the werewolves won. They won the fucking game because the majority was generally uninformed and the werewolves were informed. They knew who the werewolves were. And so they, they were able to shape the narrative and push a narrative knowing that they were the ones actually doing it. So it got me thinking about like the mentality, right? We got to fucking be werewolves, man. We got to be the ones going out there and fucking killing these people in the night and then just being like, oh, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me. <laughs> or, or being the informed minority, essentially, because that is how you get shit done. Yeah, it's like a maven. Right. A maven is a person that is a, somebody that disperses or disseminates information. Like that's kind of their role, I guess. Yeah. 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 And. And so I was just thinking about just like, like I said, like the mentality of being superior to everyone essentially, because that's what you are as when you're in the quote unquote werewolf role, you're superior to them because you have more knowledge than they do Mm -hmm. that they will never be able to get unless you tell them and you don't want to tell them because then that you lose your, you lose your advantage. So in the sense of, Oh, that mentality of like, Oh, we need to be, like the werewolf, right? We need to be informed more than everyone else. So that way we can continue going on and getting shit done. And it kind of that, that mentality talk kind of bleeds into when, you know, uh, me and Frank went to, we did an anime. You can, you can go check out the anime podcast. If you want to hear all about the girl logging fucking movie part one and part two will be uh, next week. But we went and saw this movie and it just reminded me, it reaffirmed my own beliefs about everything that we're fucking doing because there's literally a line in there that says throw out logic and common sense and make the impossible possible. I think that was Chloe whining, but that is, that's like the crux of what we're doing, right? We are doing something that is essentially impossible. This fucking getting this up and running even to where it is now was an overwhelmingly impossible task. But the only reason we got it now to where it is is because I I didn't think it was impossible. I really did throw out common sense because common sense would tell you, oh man, doing all this work and doing all this shit is just going to be a waste of time, right? That's what common sense would dictate. Extra work, it's uh, it's tiresome, it's tedious. Any any excuse you can come up with. That your common sense, quote-unquote, matrix programming is telling you, right? And so... Literally throwing out all fucking common sense and logic. Let's fucking, what is it? Dare to dream or whatever it is. Like if you can think it, you can do it. Yeah. And it just, it just reaffirmed my fucking belief that we are on the right track with this shit. Yeah. And contra- contrary to the name Game Rage Magazine, we've done everything <laughs> but fucking 
make a magazine or make articles about anything. It's true. And that was the part that I was struggling with. And I, I, I created like in my head, I created a imaginary prison. Yeah. When you, when we started doing this, that you said, okay, we're going to do articles or some bullshit. Right. Yeah. And full disclosure, we were going to use, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't know if we were going to disclose this, but no, we, well, it I was, think we were, yeah, we think we were going to disclose it because we were going to give the AI, uh, person, the AI a name. And we were going to say that it was written by this person. And then we were going to put in parentheses, like this is an AI. Yeah. So pretty much our original objective is gone out the window, which is good because I don't even know if it was a good place to start. I mean, I think we knew we were going to do podcasts, but to do podcasting and articles, uh, not to say, and shit, maybe that's something we might have to revisit in the future because um, I'm starting to wonder because now this is on a side note, but GQ, I think now purchased Pitchfork, the publication for like the, the music blog. Uh-huh. So it's like, well, fuck now. Now that means the journalism gets even more questionable because now they're just going to have articles like top 10 lists from like a fucking a whole bunch of different articles yeah, bullshit. or just putting Not over really, the corporate fucking who's the time of the week, who, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's just going to be top 40 artists and all that bullshit. And I think it may be meant there is value in journalism when it's done right. When people are look, seeking the truth objectively and they're passionate about the subject and they report it to the best of their knowledge. But now it's like, dude, every media publication or every media and different publications or anything that has to do with news itself. It's like, everybody's calling into question all that shit because of artificial intelligence, uh, maybe journalists phoning it in with these stupid articles of like top 10 Buzzfeed yeah. articles, bullshit clickbait, articles, yeah. clickbait type of shit. Right, yeah. I'm like, man, maybe we might have to revisit what we originally set out to do eventually if 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 we even decide to do that. But well, I think if the people want it also, I mean, because listen, if nobody wants it, then fuck it. There's no point in doing it. Yeah, and I was thinking about it because uh, I was writing stuff on Instagram how somebody basically confirmed what I thought was already happening, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a limited scope. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking... That there was, I was saying that the the music scene in Australia was strong. Yeah, there's there's some type of movement, but I think with the, some somebody wrote the 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 scope of it being egg punk, and it was a few few of the bands I mentioned. But mm. I'm like, there's more bands that are tied together than just what that person found because I've right. I've seen it in blogs, like smaller blogs, people talking about other groups, and I've seen it personally. Uh, there's this band called Gut Health from Melbourne. Uh. There's another group called Romero uh-huh. that is like a throwback to 70s rock but all these bands are like connected and stuff but this is the this is what the person chose to this is what the person chose as the scope of the story right and I'm like mm, that's good but it's not all of it like, it's not quite there yet no so that's where I thought well maybe I can revisit that subject on a podcast because I don't I don't particularly like writing but Knowing how I talk, I mean, I don't even know if that's any better. So this, like, <laughs> maybe writing is the option. But I mean, on, on Instagram, I definitely do write because I get 
Oh uh, man, like when it, something piques my interest, I just start writing shit down. And maybe it's not, I don't I have all these typos and shit. But anyways, aside from the point, uh, getting back to the main topic of just creating imaginary prison. When, I mean, when you told me we we're going to do something, yeah. which was this. Right, yeah. I mean, I struggle when people tell me that there's something we're going to do. And like we end up doing something completely different. Uh, and then... I I work better when I know that there's no guidelines. There's no yeah, anything. Yeah. Like I don't like when you tell me if I had to be honest, I don't like right, when yeah. you tell me certain things like oh, yeah, oh yeah. we're gonna do this or that, or like we should like when you create deadlines for yourself, when you tell me you're gonna create yeah, deadlines, yeah. like I wanted I just I'm not down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then when you don't meet them, you're just like, Oh fuck, I didn't meet my deadline. Oh I'm gonna feel bad about myself. And I just I'm not I I just don't like it. I don't like it. So but in grand scheme, us doing all this shit, I mean, we've made so much progress at this point. I mean, last week, or rather this past, uh, when when is this episode going up? This one? Uh, this will probably go up uh, the 22nd. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah maybe we'll go up sooner. Who knows? From, from when this episode released, it'll probably be a week. But yeah. We had our interview with Lana back. You may have heard on the on Hetty FM. We had the episode premiere of the the first episode premiere of the Without yeah. Censor podcast. And man, so in the moment, I don't know if I doubted myself or what it was. I didn't really know what kind of a job we did when we did it. I yeah. just know we made it through. And then I listened back to the episode. I'm like, no, this is pretty good. And if yeah. anything, like the the one thing that I thought was like, all right, the one thing I cared about doing was making sure that if anybody was listening, that they got the idea that Lana Mac, somebody that works at Cosmica, uh, the record label, and she's also done management as well for Cosmica. Um, all I wanted people to see was that this person deserves to get their flowers. This is somebody that's not going to get the credit that they deserve as far as... Uh, because, you know, like most of the attention goes to artists and managers. And yeah, shit. yeah. Nobody gets to talk about like anybody else or yeah. all that shit. So that's why I thought, oh my God, all right, cool. I know this person. This person has done some cool shit. And I thought, I mean, listening, listening back to it now, I thought we did a pretty good job. And I thought we did a pretty good job of highlighting her, ac- or her accolades and stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's what I'm probably the most proud of is that we put somebody on and, and gave them their due. And uh, I mean, I, I know that's kind of skipping over the fact of all the other shit that we've done, but that this, this was a real highlight for. Yeah. And well, and honestly, I, I don't think that we would have gotten to that point if we hadn't done all the other shit previously. I think that doing all that stuff prepared us to get to that point. Yeah. In that moment, right? So it's like all the other, and yeah, again, it's not to say nothing about all the other accomplishments that we've had so far or that we've done, but man, that one, that like as soon as we finished recording it, man, I fucking was like, damn, that felt good. I fucking, I had no fucking doubt in my mind that we fucking blew that shit away, that that was the best thing we've ever done up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it's only up from here, yeah. right? So, <clears throat> It's and and it's that it's the fine line 
like like our good buddy Cat Williams. Well, he's not our buddy, but you know, like Cat Williams says, it's the fine line between confidence and delusion. Mm. And I think that walking that line is basically what we do every single time we do something because sure i might be delusional sometimes but there are times too when i know like after that i was like oh man that was good that was something special right there and whether anyone else feels that way or not i don't really give a shit i know i felt that way and i know that well i guess i don't know how she feels, how the interview went, but I, I got, I mean, oh, like you I got, said, you got some, some info on that. Yeah. She, I mean, did she, did she actually listen to it? Yeah, she did. Okay. She listened to That's it good. with her husband and she, uh, she also, well, did you read the text that I sent you? I did. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could read that. Oh, I guess that's why he said that he accepts the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can put that together. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the, so after the interview, uh, so in terms of numbers, uh, there was 29 people that listened on Hedy FM before the program had started, and it got all the way up to 42. So there at least was 10 additional people, well, to the exact number being 13. Yeah. Uh, 13 additional people that checked out. That tuned interview. in just for that. And to me, I, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know what the number was. Uh, I don't think it ultimately means anything. What I do think matters to me the most is if the right people listened. Yeah. And maybe that's family members or maybe that's coworkers or people she's going to work with in the future. I thought if we post this up, I hope the right people listen and get a better idea of who she is. And uh, yeah, so she, after the interview, she just, uh, man, she said a lot of nice things and, uh, I got to say, of all, I know ultimately the goal for this is to make this profitable in some way. Yeah, yeah. By financial means. Um, <laughs> but when somebody tells you like something nice, I mean, it's also, I don't think you can put a price on that because like we're all, I think the experience of doing this is very rewarding. And then to get a compliment or to say that, oh, I, I made somebody's day, like, fuck, man, that. I didn't cry or anything, but I'm like, oh my God, dude, I got through to somebody. Like I made Lana Mac. I mean, she already operates as a human being, but right. to like, <laughs> this isn't a polite, uh, I don't know if this is like a polite way of putting it, but to boost their ego and to, to elevate them or to make them feel better about themselves. They're like, yeah, dude, I am kind of fucking badass. Like that, that was cool. And she sent this long text that was all in, it was in all caps. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I just need to shout out the top of my lungs how much I appreciate the two of you, Josh and Adam, for taking the time to interview little fucking me and shine a, a light on all the things I dedicate to my soul, dedicate my soul to. You are indie's true fucking heroes and should be treating you should be treated as nothing less than gods because you are legendary. I hope <laughs> I hope Millennial Frog gets 42 <laughs> downloads. I like how she kept the the numbers realistic. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say millions. Yeah. She said 42. <laughs> that's, 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 that's doable, man. 42 is doable. Yeah. Uh, 42 downloads tonight and challenge fucking accepted 
on behalf of Rubase, who is her husband, that is also a tech house DJ. So that was kind of funny to read. Uh, I don't remember what other bullshit she sent me, but um, let's see. Yeah, it was just like a really a lot of nice things and such. Yeah. (laughs) And then she sends me another DM of somebody that knew her back when she was starting out at Cosmica. Uh Somebody I I was trying to find out like who this person was to her, but um so this person's name is Miguel or Miggy. Uh Um says hi lana really great podcast last night i felt like i was there witnessing your journey from myspace to twin wolf pretty dope keep it up you're doing a marvelous job and uh that was it and i just asked her who that person was she's like oh someone who supports cosmica artists and uh i guess they do photography or something so you might be working with them in the future for whatever Whenever a band goes out there, they might yeah, have yeah. a photographer. So this is what I'm living for, dude. Oh, yeah, man. This is what I, when, I mean, shit. She showed me that it wasn't directly related to us, but it was because of us that she people were like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, I knew you when you were doing this and yeah look how far you come yeah yeah but anyways what do you guys no yeah i i also it's it's the wrestling thing man it's it's the it's the goddamn boo me cheer me just please don't be indifferent to me so whatever kind of a reaction we can get out of anybody that's that's the goal right the the addiction is is in having a reaction yeah and Obviously, I can see that we're having a reaction just by the numbers of downloads that we're getting, even though people aren't following us or talking to us or any of that stuff. But whatever, that's fine. That's like I said, that's fine. I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I, okay, I am a little salty, but you know, whatever, that's fine. I'm, I'm getting over it. That'll come in due time. The follower numbers are starting to go up slowly, yeah. but they're increasing. Yeah. So that's good. But the fact that we had her on, right? And she said no, dude. Yeah. She, like, she didn't want to do it because she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough. Or she had doubt in herself. I'm like, dude, stop thinking like that. Like, you're you're selling yourself. And I was going to tell her in the interview. I'm like, dude, yeah. don't sell yourself. Because there was things that she wanted to talk about. She's like, oh, no, no. I don't know if I. And I'm like, dude, don't. This is your this is your fucking time. Yeah. Tell the world, dude. Tell yeah. the world. Like, let everybody know that you're 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 cool and you do all this shit. The Grammy shit, yeah. dude. Like she, she did. She helped um, translate these uh, drawn. It wasn't drawings, but handwritten uh, things that were part of uh, Fiona Apple's album called "Fetch the Bolt Cutters" that won a Grammy, the best alternative. So it was the lyrics that were written by this guy. Uh, lyrics that were written by a guy named David Garza, and his handwriting is, I guess. Uh, noteworthy i guess that enough people know about it and she, fiona apple wanted that as the cover so she had to translate pieces of paper handwriting into what would eventually become the cover art yeah and not have it look like it was you know hand drawn right yeah or not not computer generated yeah computer yeah, yeah. generated and this was all during the pandemic and she had three fucking days to do it so imagine somebody trying to help with that in in a in a very short turnaround period 
so that this thing can go out and, and, yeah. and be all over the distributed all over the world. And as she came to find out, she got added onto the thank you portion of the album. Her name is on it. So if you, if you end up buying that album or vinyl that you can see Lana Mack's name on it. So, I mean, that's a cool story. So what, what, that is a cool you, fucking yeah. story. And same thing with fucking Ed, you know, he was the same way. I mean, that interview will be coming out in February, but, but that he was the same way. Oh man. I just, he kept telling me, he kept, he kept pussyfooting around. Ah, I don't know, man. I'm just not interesting. I just, I don't think I'm interesting enough. Like, ah, I just don't, I don't know. I don't think I have anything to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. We talked to that motherfucker for two hours. Yeah. Two fucking hours. We got out of him, out of him all the way leading up to just going, mm, nah, I, I just don't, I just don't think I, and, and I finally got him to agree to do it. And I think it's because I said, hey, man, you know, we got Lana Mac, And I, th- I think that finally got his wheels going of like, ah, fuck, man. All right. Maybe I should just just try it and see. What and- was he thinking? Because. All right. So before he would just say no. Right. And then. OK, no, he uh, never. Act- OK, so he just he never actually said no to me. He just said, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Like he kind of gave me the, you know, fence sitting. Yes, he was fence sitting. And then I don't think he really understood what it is that we're doing. So it took me another several weeks of talking to him and just mm-hmm. explaining things and just saying how, what we're doing and talking about the Lana Mac interview and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I, I just kind of thought, man, this is, I'm going to get this motherfucker. I'm going to get him to say yes. Yeah. To, oh, not, Cause he had already said, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. At, at one point, but then it was trying to nail him down to a day. And I do think that a lot of it had to do with his own self doubt. Of I don't I just don't think I'm gonna be good on this. I don't think I'm gonna be good. And it could be because he's been on other podcasts before, and I don't I don't think he did he thinks he did very well. I don't think he did very well. And the reason why I don't think he thinks he did very well is because the people who interviewed him didn't really do very well. Well, how do you uh have you actually listened to the other? No, I, I, he hasn't told me any of the names of the shit he's been on. He says, uh, so I don't know. So I don't know. I have no fact as to if that's the case, but I kind of would lend itself to be him having been interviewed before and not thinking he's good at it. Maybe it's not all on him because it is a 50, 50 kind of exchange. The interview is not good. If the interviewer sucks and the yeah. interviewee is good, eh, it's still going to be a mediocre interview. Just as the same as the inverse. If the interviewers are great, but the interviewee sucks, well then it's still going to meet in the middle and be a mediocre interview. So, you know, with Lana Mack, it just so happened that, okay, we know we've got someone who's awesome. We know someone, we got someone who's good, who's great, but we don't know about ourselves yet. We're going into this thinking, all right, we got to, we got to bring our fucking a game. We said that before we are, we got to bring the a game. We fucking, we war game this thing out. We fucking sat down. We put in the work to make sure that this was an excellent. I don't want to just say interview because it was like a, it was a, yes, it was an interview, but man, it was like a fucking great conversation just to have with somebody. And that's, that's like exactly the fucking tone I wanted to give where that guy said, Oh man, it's like, I was there with you when this was like, when you guys were talking about this stuff, that's exactly the feel I wanted to have was like, oh man, it's like you're there listening. You're in the room just listening to us fucking have a conversation about this shit and her talking about all of her achievements and everything she's done and all the experiences she's had. And that was kind of the same take that I wanted to do with Ed. And it did kind of start out a little bit seeming um, with the Ed interview. It kind of started out a little bit not structured. It was too structured at the beginning, I feel like. I, but that's just my own personal opinion of me picking apart my own shit. But then it 
after the first like 10 minutes, it eased into it was just a conversation. And it was a great conversation with her. It was a great conversation with Ed. And both of them also thinking going into it that they didn't have what it took or didn't have anything interesting to say. Yeah. And again, I think that's, I think that speaks to us as interviewers, I guess, for lack of a better term, is shit, man. We were able to pull out two hours of shit out of Lana Mack. We pulled out two hours of shit out of Ed. I mean, man, yes, they had the stories to tell, but if we didn't ask the right questions or get to the places for them to tell those stories or to talk about those things, mm-hmm. then they would have never been said. So I do think we should get a little credit, not all of it, because sto- it's about them. It's, it's, it's their time to shine. Mm-hmm. But man, I think we, we, we started out great and we're just going to only get better from here at it, I feel like. Yeah, I can't. Uh, whatever insecurities we might have for the interview itself, whichever one we did. Yeah. I mean, that moment's in the past. You can't do anything about that. So I'm not even, Nope. Not even. I I can't even hang my doubts on that. I'm just going to let it go. Cause I did find things that when I was listening back, I'm like, ah, what I thought. Okay. So to review our own, the first episode, yeah, yeah. the first, the first interview. Yeah. I think we've talked about this on a previous podcast because this was a, the year in review right, yeah, episode, yeah. but I, I did find myself, uh, picking apart, perhaps asking too many questions that I had one major question, right? And then I had subsequent questions relevant to it in yeah. case the person didn't understand um, I thought, you know what? I, I can't, and maybe I'm not insulting the intelligence of the person, but that's how I feel like I'm coming across is that I have to explain it in like three different ways. And if maybe, maybe that's a detriment to me is that I'm maybe I should only have one question and it should be the right question to ask. Yeah. yeah and then if they don't, and if they don't ask answer those other three sub questions that you had, cool. Now you can ask those. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm overanalyzing that because could be. Uh, yeah, could also could also be. It could be both. It could yeah. be both. Like it could. I mean, I maybe I can. There is a purpose and a place for being very explicit about what the question is asking. Where yeah. it's maybe three questions in one. Like there's one major question, but in order to elaborate on it, I have two additional questions. Yeah. Um, but that was one thing I picked apart. I thought what we did well is we held our tongues. Like we didn't just interrupt. True. Yeah. Uh, we didn't just interrupt her when she was answering stuff. Like mostly, I mean, there were some, it wasn't awkward moments, but there was times where, uh, we, we thought she ended and then we, we may have interrupted. Right. Sure. Maybe. And I think, okay. And I I also noticed that too, a couple of times. And I think also we did that a couple of times with Ed. Ed would just kept steamroll talking though. So like we were trying to answer questions, but I think the reason why is because of the medium by which, cause we're not in person. So when we're doing our podcast, I can look at you and kind of know when you're getting done to talk. So I don't interrupt you. Or at least I try to, but there's a, so there's a cue. There's a, there's a physical cue there that I can see. Mm. Whereas when we're doing it with them on the phone, there's not only the lag or the delay of us saying something and then it getting to them and then them talking back. 
there's also, I don't have that visual cue to kind of see when they're getting close to the end of whatever their statement is. Yeah. I, I don't think the part that for the first interview that that was our fault at all. Like that, sure, yeah. that was just, it was discord. Figuring, it was figure, it's yeah. figuring out where, like when the breaks were, that was really what right. it was. But yeah. for the most part, when she was answering, responding, like there was no, yeah, we were, there was no interruptions. Up. Yeah. I was like, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to say shit until she's for sure done talking. Yeah. But that, that's something for sure. I saw on Shannon Sharp's podcast where he didn't even let Cat Williams like finish a thought and they were already moving on to the next question. And something that was essentially completely different as from what the fuck they were talking about previously, yeah. which really was like, God damn, what the fuck? Yeah. But that's that's where, OK, cool. I'm I'm trying to be a better interviewer. than the people that are out there, right? I'm trying to be better than th- the 300 best fucking interviewers. Yeah. So I can then say, all right, cool. Now I'm the best. Yeah. And uh, for Ed's interview, I mean, if you're talking about the things where we interrupted him, I mean, shit, the guy could talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He could go for days. He can go for days. And we didn't know, I mean, we didn't have, there wasn't a natural break. Cause I mean, the, like I said, we yeah. could talk for hours. Right. Yeah. He could just but, keep going, which I didn't, I'm like, bro, if you know, you can talk for days like this, yeah. you, what do you mean? You're not interesting or you don't think you got enough to talk about, man. Yeah. The second we'd ask him the question, he would just go. If, if I didn't say anything, if we did like what we did on the Lana Mac interview yeah. and just said nothing until he was done talking, yeah. oh, he just would, he probably would have just never stopped. Yeah. I think, but and that's not bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's just how yeah. you tell you. I felt like we hit a second gear. I don't, I don't, uh, you, I think you said when you, uh, I, I'm not going to lie, dude, when I, cause this is something I thought also happened and not to say that the interview wasn't good cause it, it, it was pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, when you said like you, you felt, you said you felt it was formulaic in the first, at the beginning part, yeah, at the like, beginning, it did feel that way. Yeah. But then once, and I don't even know if you were looking at your notes second half i wasn't i threw it out because i'm like okay i gotta stop fucking because then it was becoming kind of it was more conversational which is what i was i guess kind of going for and and that and that was where i think okay and this is the other thing too you took the lead on the lana mac interview all right yes i i actually i not that we arranged this prior to but i was actually pretty quiet the entire interview like i i maybe contributed like 20 percent if i had to be perfectly honest and I'm like, all right, you know this person? I'm like, I, I think I told you maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. that you should take the lead. Yeah, so yeah. I think the reason why I was formulaic at the beginning was because I was fucking nervous because I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Now it's all on me, God damn it. Yeah. So I think that was probably why it kind of started coming off that way because mm. that that's like your default okay, let me, def- I'm, I'm nervous as shit. Let me just default to what's, what's, what's oh, what I think paper? is normal. Yeah. yeah, what's on the paper? And then I was like, okay, I know what the fucking questions are. I wrote them down mm. and read them 85 fucking times. Why do I need to just be reading it off of this thing? No, 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 no. Fuck that. So then I, after like the first 15, 10 or 15 minutes, I, well, Ed did most of the talking anyways during that, but I was like, okay, no, I got to fucking stop this. So then it got into, okay, us being more conversational as, which is what I wanted. And I still answered, I still asked all the questions that I had written down. Okay. I just wasn't fucking staring at them the rest of the time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, 
as he was talking and explaining things, I just would I would reference it to make sure that I answered everything or got everything that I wanted or hit the notes and yeah. then was like, cool. And now that's something that I learned going forward is I don't need to sit there and stare at the fucking thing with the questions in front of me because I know what they are. I just need to reference it and make sure I'm going on the right track. That's it. You know, yeah. so um, this was this was something I didn't prepare for at all. Like I didn't prepare. Yeah. Anything. Oh, yeah. Which was cool because like I just got to sit there. Yeah. And then ask the questions that came to mind as opposed to coming because right. I, I didn't know anything about the guy. So I just had to. Yeah, which take- is well, that's basically what I did for the Lana Mac interview was because yeah. I didn't know her. And we had kind of talked about the questions beforehand, but I didn't like I said, I didn't know her. So I was really only asking questions that were popping up as I was, you know, thinking about it or whatever. Yeah. And I think this is going to be cool if we get that girl, uh, the the U.S. Ro- oh, the USC yeah. Robotics the robotics student, girl. Because this is somebody that neither, neither of us. Yeah technically no that's true so then we're going in blind to everything and see how that goes so we've kind of hit it from like every situation we've had it where i've been the lead because i knew this person and then you got to be the lead in the second episode and now if we get her in the third one it'll be neutral yeah we don't know none of us would have an advantage and yeah so yeah that is that that is be kind of cool like to do that because then we have hit it our first three interviews, we did them all from fucking all three angles. And yeah. now we're fucking prepared for everything. Yeah. Cause we did it. And now there's no, when we do get a, a major fucking person on or, uh, or, or even just any other people that are of note, regardless of their notoriety, mm. anybody who has something interesting to say now, cool. We've we've done it from all the angles, so that I feel like that it throws the, the whole nervousness or whatever out at the beginning. Because I I was like for the Ed interview, man. I was like I was excited for the Lana Mac interview, but like I said, there was no pressure because I didn't fucking come up with any of the shit. It was all mm-hmm. you, so there was no pressure on me. But for the Ed one, I was like, oh fuck, man. I'm like, I'm I'm wired up right now. I'm I'm fucking. Oh man, I was actually kind of autopilot for her. Yeah, I I think it's because I already knew the questions. Right, I knew yeah. where I was gonna go. The only thing. No, not even then. I don't think I was nervous at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, you, I mean, well, you've also interviewed kind of interviewed artists and stuff before too. So I've never, I mean, listen, us fucking interviewing Ruben doesn't count, but I fucking definitely have not really interviewed anybody before in that sense. So I'm like, oh shit, man, this is, this is a first timer for me. So I got to fucking bring it and make sure I don't fuck this up. Yeah. And Ed was happy with the way it turned out too. He fucking, he thought it was great. You know, he he told us afterwards, like, man, I had a really good time and shit. I didn't think I would talk to you guys for two hours, but that, goddamn. That last half when he was talking about making a movie and uh, oh, yeah. possibly being done dirty by the entertainment industry with the. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was so the good, rogue, I mean, with the oh, Rogue One you know, you'll Star see, Wars guys. stuff. You'll, yeah, you'll see. see. Yeah. Just, yeah, it'll that's coming out in February. Yeah. Just pay attention to the. Uh, well, right now you should just go pause the episode and you should just go subscribe to the without censor podcast. Cause that's out. You can hear the Lana Mac interview and then you'll yeah. hear Ed's that it went, once you subscribe, it'll just automatically show up in your feed. So that's why, you know, it's beneficial to just subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so just pop up automatically. And I felt like, man, it, it kind of sucks. Like, okay. Even though we're not, I mean, the journey to improve is constant, right? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's ever a, evolving thing. Right. Uh, but do I believe in myself throughout everything we're doing? I absolutely believe in everything that we're doing. Right. Yeah. But hearing him talk about, uh, well, I mean, I'm a failed writer. I'm like, dude, you're not a failed writer. You wrote 
13, I don't know how many books at this point. 16 books. 16 books. Published. All published. You've gotten paid. Yeah, you've made money. You made a movie. Whether it was profitable or not is it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You like you've you've done everything that you've like you can't say that you're a failure because you didn't make the money, dude. Like you did the thing. You maybe maybe it's not how you imagined it. Where yeah, you're a fucking you're 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 uh, Stephen King, dude. Like you're everybody knows your name. You're a yeah. notable author and all that shit. But um. You did the thing, dude. You're you're in my eyes, like after we talked to him after the interview, I'm like, dude, you're the one percent. Like you <laughs> in, in my eyes, like you're a winner, dude. Like you you did the thing. So yeah. what, what else could I say? Like Right, like, yeah, exactly. So and and that's true. That's true of, of him. It's true of us. I mean he's, he's, I thought he, I just thought he was selling himself self short like a t- few times, but I don't know, maybe yeah. in the it, towards the end of the interview, he maybe he's changes perspective a little bit like nah dude i i did all right like you know i hope that that's what this interview does i hope he listens to it and goes man i have done some shit man i i have contributed and done something of value and that's kind of what i want people to see is that you don't you don't have to fucking have had a fucking show on netflix you don't have to have had a number one new york times bestseller to be successful that's what everybody has fucking wrong in their mentality if you're not the the best or the number one moneymaker or whatever it is that you're doing, then you're, then you're nothing. It's not even worth trying to do. Mm. Well, there's plenty of people that do this shit like we do, do podcasts and make a couple little things here and there. And yeah, they make a decent living doing it. Mm. And that's completely possible if you A, believe in yourself and B, you do the work. Mm. You can easily fucking have that. And yeah, it's not going to, well, I shouldn't say easily, but you can definitely reach that. Mm. And yeah, it's going to probably take some time and you can't just give up when you realize, oh, that's why the the stats we've talked about with podcasts before, you know, millions of podcasts get fucking made, but there's really only like under a hundred thousand that are actually active. I think it's under like 10,000 that are actively active right now. Mm. And there's millions that have been made. And the reason why all those other ones fucking stop and don't make it. 90% of the podcasts that are made do not make it past 10 episodes. They don't make it. Every podcast, essentially, for the most part, that we've been doing since the beginning, every podcast has over 10 episodes that, that we've been doing basically since the beginning. Minus the Star Wars one, but that, that doesn't count. But <laughs> every other fucking episode has that. We've made over 100 episodes at this point right now where we're sitting at here in six months. So there's single podcasts that never fuck that that never reach that they don't even hit 10 Mm -hmm. we are in the we're in the minority in the 10 percent. and hell people that do podcasts i think five percent of them make it to a hundred episodes and we've already made a hundred episodes sure granted it's not on one podcast but the act of doing we are also in the minority because most people just have one podcast and that's it we have a multitude of podcasts so we are a little bit of an anomaly when it comes to the numbers but if you treat it all as one network, which is what it is, or as one major thing, then yeah, we've hit the 100 episode mark already. Now, we haven't done it with an individual podcast, but overall, yeah, we've made over 100 episodes of stuff that's out there and there's people can listen to it. So yeah, it's probably going to take us time to get to where that's making money, but we're starting to see now 
the benefits of doing all that work, the benefits are starting to emerge. And one of the benefits is, man, we fucking got in to the... Oh, did you... Before I go into that, did you have anything else more to say about the interview stuff? Uh, I don't want to cut you off. Mm, no, nah, just that uh, I hope... I mean, in the example of Lana Mack, it seems that it has been beneficial for her to speak out on her own accomplishments and accolades and, uh, well, just her own personal journey through yeah. life. And, dude, I mean, shit, it's great knowing that not everybody has the answers to life immediately and that you can change course at some point. And, you know, for Ed, I'm not lecturing him or anything like that, but yeah. simply that, dude, success can happen at any point in your any life. Point, yeah. And I mean, it was great hearing that story about Hollywood. Well, essentially Hollywood, like the entertainment yeah. industry that he feels like he's, I don't know if he feels like he's been done dirty, but that he had some situations arise where he thought, you know, these are very much like the characters and the stories that I've written and they ended up being movies or they ended up being a comic. Yeah. And it's like hearing that shit, Oh man, that just makes me want to have a vendetta against the Hollywood elite. Yeah. The entertainment industry. Whoever is in the club. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, that 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 pisses me off. It does piss me off. And that's the whole reason why I made this we, we why we made this thing. Well, so that we don't gotta fucking suck nobody's dicks. We don't gotta fucking Take it in the ass. Take it in the ass to 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 have. We don't have to shave our head and be in all the Fast and the Furious movies, okay? <laughs> we don't have to do that shit. Yeah. We have our own fucking thing, and sure, we're not going to make twenty million dollars over over ten movies, but we can make a decent living out of doing what we enjoy, or at the very least, just get some free experiences or cheaper experiences, I should say, than than you know than we would have otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. I, I agree with you completely on that about feeling that way about the, the Hollywood elite or whatever. Uh, and then real quickly before you get to yeah, your yeah. thing, uh, I guess just to reiterate the story that I told, was it on the music podcast? I think it was on the music podcast. Mm, yeah. I, I had a weird situation arise that I went to the show. It was for this band called Sedona that I had been following for four years. And, uh, my my objective was to get the footage of that artist and also the signature. Yeah. So I don't know what the mathematical uh, probability of me getting the signature was. I mean, most times I do get it, but the thing that happened within the show itself, this feels as though this is one of those situations where I'm being guided in the right direction. Yeah. Because... What ended up happening just before Sedona set was this woman passed by me or I passed by her and I just uh -huh. smiled politely at her and uh, she ended up standing next to me and we just talked briefly about Sedona themselves. And as it turns out, I mean, this woman was, you know, you know, that home alone face like, oh, she's like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was making those faces uh, as I was talking because I was speaking so rosy of this artist. And as it came to as I came to find out. Yeah, it was, in fact, the mother of the artist, Sedona. And, mm. um, you know, I don't know why she she gave me her number, which is just very odd because 
most people don't give out their phone numbers these days. It's usually social media. Like, oh, yeah, you can have my Instagram or some bullshit. Yeah. And granted, I mean, she was a little bit on the older side, but yeah, she. It, it's just very strange that somebody would trust you enough to give you their number. And I just sent her a text. I said, oh, yeah, this is Adam from the Sedona show or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the set happens and yeah, it's great and everything. And uh, pretty much after the show, I ran into her again and said, um, told her how great it was. And I was going to be posting the footage of the artist uh, on YouTube for her and her family to enjoy at her leisure. So at that moment, her mother walks me over. I mean, dude, we're going through like a sea of people and she's like this five foot person and we're just going through all these bodies and stuff. And then yeah, we yeah. eventually make it over to Sedona, Sedona herself. And uh, I didn't even get to tell the full story of like how, how I discovered her music and like in what capacity I've helped her in the past. Like, not that she would care, but whatever, but I mean, uh, I ended up getting her signature and it, it just, for me, it was okay. Whatever the probability was before meeting her mother, it became a certainty that yeah. after that, cause she's told me, she's like, Hey, after this, after the set, we'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, this is the weirdest shit ever, dude. What are the fucking odds that I would stand right next to her mother? Probably almost impossible, but you is throw there, out logic and you can make the impossible possible. Yeah, because it was two, 280 people, I think, that can fit in the... Fuck. So there's 270, or actually... 278 other people two, in there. Yeah. And you just happened to stand next to the one that unlocked what you want, what you needed. Basically. What I needed, right, yeah. So just another one of those strange stories that is happening as we're doing shit, it's... Again, this isn't about money, but it's just it's just the weird shit that's happening yeah. as we're doing this. Well, also think about this, okay? Us even fucking having a conversation with Ed, we would I would have never met that guy. What are the odds that everything in his life and everything in my life led up to a point where we were we met at the same place at the same time? Also, while I happen to have have started doing this, what are the fucking odds of that? Mm -hmm. Probably zero. Mm. But yet, because we've just been throwing out bullshit and goddamn it, believing in ourselves that we can do this shit. Mm. It's like we're attracting. I hate that fucking. What is that? Uh, that book that's like the law of attraction or whatever. Oh, shit. yeah. I fucking hate that. But it's almost as if we're manifesting it by having the belief in ourselves that this is going somewhere. I also don't have doubt when we do stuff. I have no doubts either. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think twice nope. about anything we do. I'm yep. like, all right, cool. It's second nature at this point. If yeah. we're gonna make a podcast, all right, cool. I'm gonna show up and be here. We're gonna knock four hours out every week. Yeah. That's autopilot at this point. Autopilot, absolutely. Now everything else is just kind of gravy. Oh yeah. So well anyways, you want to get to the uh Oh, yeah, the big news. Yeah. So oh, just to go back to the interview thing real quick, I just want to say, A, even if all we get out of it is just that person finally realizing that they are fucking noteworthy and they're so, that they're somebody that has value, uh -huh. if, it, if, that, if, listen, if them listening to us ask them questions and them saying the answers 
unlocks that in their own brain, that right there is worth it enough to do. Yeah. That that's enough of a reward for me to know that I had a hand in helping them believe in themselves to take their shit to the next level. Yeah. So that's enough of a a reward in and of itself for fucking me to continue doing it and want to keep doing it and talk to cool people Mm. that I think are interesting. And about the, the Sedona thing, man, that is just fucking weird. It's like you say, it's the affirmations of, Oh, we're going to continue. We're going to continue doing these things. So, Oh, this is another affirmation that you're on the right track. Oh, the universe is going to put this in front of you so that you can fucking know that, Hey, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Keep it up. Don't stop now, motherfucker. Don't stop. Don't quit. Cause if you keep this going, you won't have to have a slave matrix job anymore. All right. That's which is the goal. You know? it, even if it's not true, even true. if I'm being delusional, Could I be. believe it. Oh, I yeah. believe, At yeah. this point, I a hundred percent believe that that's what's going to happen. And I am not, I am not listening or willing to listen to anyone else that doesn't fucking believe it. Mm. Anyone else that's not on board a hundred fucking percent at this point. Don't care. Don't need, don't need to know, but don't need you around. Don't need you telling me, Oh, I don't know about this, Josh. I think that this is, you know, probably just a waste of your time. Nope. Don't need to hear it. You're either all in or you're all out. You're either on the friendly fire side or the friendly side, or you're the enemy. That's it. There's no fucking middle ground anymore. There's no in-betweens. The time for pussyfooting has ended. Yeah. And it's all in. All I'm all in. I've been all in. I have been all in on this, whether I actually realized it or not, since the fucking beginning. Since I since I first sat down to do this, and the second we signed that paperwork making it real, I was all in, whether I thought I was or not. And now at this point... I'm still all in. I just know it now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the Matrix thing. You don't don't think you are. You know you are. Yeah, you know you are. Yeah, exactly. You can't think you're going to jump over these buildings. Yeah. You have to know you're jumping over these buildings yeah. or whatever. So anyway, yeah, all right. So that's all I'd say, I guess, about that. But then so now the, the, the I don't know if it's big news, but I mean, it's it's big news to us. We have been recognized by another organization as an official as a press outlet because we got into the level up expo in las vegas which is coming at the end of april we got in as press we got approved as press they sent sent me the shit i'm just like ho 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 what the fuck i had heard nothing when i applied for when i applied for it i got no confirmation email nothing i thought man well how many days was it between the email you sent and when when you actually got the confirmation. So I did it back in November. So it's been Wait, like what? two months. Oh, November. I actually, year. yeah, I actually put it in, in like November of last year. Okay. I think is when I did it. So it's been like probably six to eight weeks. And I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I knew that just the fact of me putting it in, is gonna is gonna get something i don't know what it is but i'm gonna get something i'll either get the added hate of knowing that someone has rejected me and thus motivating me further to continue forward or i will be given an affirmation of being accepted as a press outlet and given a free pass to go and now all we have to do is uh you know just get there 
and uh, and and pay for the hotel. Which oh, man, they really get you on them fucking hotels, man. But at this point, to me, that is that is my ultimate affirmation to be told by another fucking place. Oh yeah, you know what? We looked into you because that's what the whole application process is. It says they're going to go and they're going to check your shit. They're going to they're going to see if you're legit or not. And if you ain't legit, well then you ain't getting in. So we're legit enough. And I already thought we were legit, but now this just solidifies it. 100 concreted, 100%. There is no like you said, there's no doubt there's no doubt at all that we're a legit organization, I guess. So, and someone else recognizes that. I think, I think to get super meta and break the fourth wall, uh-huh. uh, I think we're developing plot armor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we are. <laughs> if we interview enough people, it, it's like, it's like the, uh, what was that gentleman? Pergosian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, how come I'm I'm the only one on this plane, <laughs> and everybody else, like all the main characters on the other plane? Yeah, that that we're getting to that point. If we interact with enough people, that it'll continue to this whole thing will continue to progress in, in ways we can't imagine, uh, as long as we do or continue to do the work. And uh, yeah, I, that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm thinking in terms of the meta story of game rage magazine. Yeah. Uh, the, the plot armor is developing. It is. It's, it's beginning to, it's like in the Mandalorian, you know, when he gets the first cauldron piece, piece, he gets the first piece. I feel like that was the first piece. And then it was, it was a combination of the the press pass, the Lana Mac interview, the editor interview. Those, those were the the three things that made the first piece of plot. armor. Those all happened within the span of two weeks, I think. Oh yeah, pretty much. Or or maybe less. I don't well, know. like a month, I guess, because we technically yeah. interviewed Lana Mac in December. Oh, but um, I mean, but it being released and then doing the right, interview, and yeah. then Ed's interview and was then, literally that same then, week it, before, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then finding out that you got this. thing. Yeah, all that happened within the span of I think a week, actually. Yeah. So so again, the plot are that that's three things. Yeah, three man. Good things that happen all in one in one week. Yeah, the plot armor thickens. Mm. <laughs> And damn, I'm excited to see what other kind of plot armor we can fucking get. And, you know, I'm honestly excited for when we have the plot armor and our plot armor gets tested to see if we actually have true plot armor. (laughs) If we are the main characters. Mm. (laughs) So I don't know, man, I'm I'm extremely fucking proud of what we've done so far. Yeah. Like not to get not to sound like soft or anything, but it really is it's awe inspiring the shit that we've been able to do with just being fucking a few idiots. Yeah. It's, you know, it feels like the clerks thing. Like I wasn't not that we're, it's not the, uh, it's not exactly like we're not supposed to be here. Well, I guess it technically is cause we're not even supposed to be doing this shit, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm not even supposed to be here today. (laughs) Yeah. But it's the part that we started this with the intention of writing articles. And then we ended up just, yeah. Uh, sticking to podcasting, as- which was fucking so weird, man. If you think about it, it's like, all right, so we're going to do this thing and we're going to have this thing. I had it all planned out, man, with the articles, had them, had, had the first like 20 of them written from the AI. Everything was already done. Mm-hmm. And then I just was like, man, you said you had said something and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you're right. This well, is it was juice box. It was. Oh ju- yeah. Right. He actually said, it. yeah, juice yeah box. he actually contributed in some way. 
Yeah, no he offense. did. Yeah. He did. He he did contribute. And maybe one day he'll get his ass in gear and contribute in another way by being on one of the podcasts. Yeah. I, I already I already tipped him off though. Fucking tipped him off about what? Cause uh back back in um when I was doing the quest or uh the social media quest that I created, mm. which is yeah, basically yeah. like liking or following other people and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. He didn't win, but somebody else ended up winning and i was like man this guy actually put in the most work above everybody else so it feels weird that he didn't get anything didn't get anything so i ended up getting a copy of uh, well whenever tekken 8 comes out i think it's like later this month or next week i think is you're gonna buy it for him yeah or give him the funds to buy it or whatever like a playstation yeah like a steam card or whatever whatever the fuck he plays it on yeah yeah i gave him a steam card yeah so man we're we're square now yeah (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this about about him, man. dude. He likes every post that oh, yeah, we put pretty, on Instagram, yeah, pretty, man. Yeah. And that's something that I mean, that dude. He's just a good dude because he doesn't have to fucking do that. No, I listen. He makes things. He go Juicebox joints. Fucking go if if you're listening and you're in Belgium, go fucking watch his YouTube yeah, videos. Yeah. He, you'll learn a lot about late '90s, early 2000s video games from a Zoomer. Yeah, he that, made a he made a tutorial for Tekken, uh, but it's on his friends. It's on his friend's um, YouTube channel, but I don't remember the channel name, so I'm I'm going to remember that for the next episode. Or actually, I could just look it up now. I'm being stupid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have the internet at your fingertips. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, but Juicebox, he's a, good, he's a good dude, man. Oh, shit, since you guys don't follow us, you should go follow Lana Mac and you follow Juicebox Joints mm. and whoever the fuck else you want to follow. But, yeah, I mean, he likes all the shit, and I do it. For him, anytime some shit pops up, I return the favor, man. I I give him the like. It's the second it's, I see it on my feed. Not that he posts a lot, but when he does, he gets a like from old Game Rage magazine. And I, I even though it is this, I mean, it is basically a thankless job to do that. I I do appreciate and give my many thanks to him for for doing that. Okay, because, here we go. All right, here, here, here. all right. So uh, the channel is called Iron Fist University and the video is titled Learn the Fundamentals of Jin Jin's Zen Cancel Tekken 7 and this video was created 3 months ago and, How many views uh, it's got? Huh? How many views does it have? 6k nearly. Damn, that's pretty fucking that's pretty good, man. Yeah. It's a shit ton. God damn it, man. I wish this guy would just fucking make more videos and let us well, I mean we had an interview with him, but uh, we had some un- unforeseen circumstances, unforeseen s- circumstances. But this guy, I swear to God, like this guy could be uh, I think he could be a full time content creator because he has like a dry sense of humor. He kind of has this delivery delivery that reminds me. I don't remember the let me Now I got to look up the comedian comedian's name. He's from Reservoir Dogs, but uh He's like the super sounds of the 90s. Like it's kind of, oh, it's yeah, muddled yeah. and it's mumbly, but he's a comedian and I got to find out his name. Uh, let's see. Well, anyways, well, you want to well, carry the Yeah, well, while you're looking that up. Um, yeah, I, I think that he should fucking make more videos. And honestly, you know what? Maybe he will fucking give his balls a tug and he'll listen to the Lana Mac interview and he'll say, ah, oh, shit, man, that was, they did pretty good. And then maybe he'll that, listen to the ADEP interview and then maybe, maybe he'll go, fuck, man. I got to get on there. That that That's the part that kills me is I think <clears throat> we're getting cool people and stuff and people either doubt themselves. Or they don't think they're interesting. That's what it is. 
That's why people don't want to talk to us. Yeah. Because they, well, most that, people, because they don't think they're interesting enough. It, it's two, it's two things. I think people think they're too legit or, or we're not legit. Yeah. They're yeah. too uppity or they don't think they're, they're, they're enough. good enough. Yeah. Which is wrong because the people that are good enough are, are the people that think they're not good enough are likely good enough more than good more than wait, more than good enough. Is that right? Uh, that that's that's English, man. English is hard. But anyway, yeah, I, I think he should make fucking more videos. He could probably be a full time content creator if he wanted to. But we had a conversation with him, and I do think he has a shit ton of self doubt, and that's something that I want to eradicate from his brain. Stephen Wright. Oh, okay. All right. That's the guy. Yeah, the guy that made the joke about dehydrated water or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's exactly what he yeah, sounds like. He has that. Cadence or yeah, whatever like, you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think he could, he could do a lot. I think he could do very well if he, if he put in the work mm. and again, maybe again, e- even if, if us doing all this shit just inspires him to fucking go out and actually do the work. Let's not, let's not be that vain. The guy has more videos and views than, than yeah, of course he does, <laughs> but he needs to do more. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if he has more or less views than us. What matters is that if, if, if us doing all this work just inspires him to go do more work on his own. True. Then fuck man that we win. Yeah. I mean, in terms of work ethic, I don't think anybody can, I don't think that can be disputed at this point. No, for, yeah. for, from our own end. No, yeah, I can't. We we have the work ethic, all right. Yeah, <laughs> we put in. We've we have we put in the work and continue to put in the work day in and day out. What does that guy for that's now the pitcher on the Cubs say? Hey, oh, hey, Chicago Cubs win today. Oh, hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs gonna win to man. That yeah. was so good. Yeah, hey Shota, world. Hey, yeah, Shota, what's his name? Shota Imanaga. Oh, Imanaga, that's right. Yeah, hey, hey world. Game, Game Rage Magazine gonna win today. Yeah, all right. That's <laughs> dude. I, I'm telling you right now. When we start the sports podcast, um, I don't know what part of that I'm a, I want to turn into a soundbite, but I want to use that with the song that I showed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it'll have to be on Heady FM, so we could just have the license to play whatever, whatever yeah. music we want. Um, yeah, we'll see how that ends up working out because I do want to have music and sound bites and shit. I just I don't know how it works so that we don't get you know, a cease and desist letter. Yeah. Well, again, on Heady, we can we can use it, but we can't. I don't think we can. Sound bites. I don't know if sound bites are a problem on podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's it's just the music portion of it. Because I, I do want to end up getting. I I know it's very much of the vein of sports talk radio to have just. Endless yeah, yeah. fucking sound bites and, sound clips, bites and yeah. dumb shit, but I really want to go down that road. Yeah, so do I because it's fun. <laughs> it's just, it's I don't fun. want it to be half the show, but I do want it to be a part, a of, part it. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not going to be the main draw, but it's going to be it's going to be a part of it. Yeah, because I, I do want to have um, what is essentially uh, I don't know if I'm going to call it like the Nippon like sports segment. <laughs> yeah. Just dedicated to concentrating on Japanese players, because uh, I I don't know why, dude. I have an affinity for Japanese players ever since like Hideo Nomo and of course Ichiro when he first came here. I mean that was that was a big deal, and of course the Dodgers have had a number of Japanese players and shit. So, um, I just want to follow since you know Shota Imanaga is going to be on the Cubs. Yeah. Not that I like the Cubs or anything, but. 
I just want to I want to follow him and just see how he does yeah. performance wise. Right, yeah. But also to see what the press conferences are like cuz if he ends up speaking English again, dude. Oh man. So fucking some you know, people are, some, you know everything he says is going to be gold. Some people are actually calling him the greatest cub ever. Wow. Already hasn't yeah. even played an inning. Yeah, like everybody was like, "Oh, race the statue already." <laughs> <laughs> People like a dude. He, I mean, he's a very impressionable fucking uh, pitcher on the Cubs team now. It's fucking great, dude. I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching the games now because of him. All right, on our, uh, on our, on our baseball. Nippon uh, Sports Report, I think, is what I'm gonna call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But on our on the on the show, I was telling you about that we need that we're gonna do in the summer with with the baseball thing. We need to have there needs to be like a, a segment or a thing where he goes to he gets drafted into Japan somehow, mm. and he and we do the opposite where he says in Japanese like, "Hey, whatever." This team, we gonna win today or something like that. If he says in it in Japanese, Japanese yeah. and then we'll just have the subtitle on it, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah," like that'd be fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, fucking stay tuned for that. But anyways, uh, fuck, what were we going on about? Um, we were talking about juice box and then fucking. No, that, I mean, yeah, that was pretty much that juice, juice box. Uh, you just do more work. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking lazy ass. Yeah. Get to work. I don't actually know if he listens to this, but yeah, we're calling him out now. Yeah, I don't. It, well, whatever. I'm going to fucking clip this and send it to him on Instagram and be <laughs> like, hey, asshole, uh, we talked about you on the podcast, so you better get to work, yeah. son. If. Mo- OK, you know what? Just as just like with fucking Millennial Frog, if Millennial Frog can make two full length fucking albums in the span of essentially two weeks of work, mm-hmm. you can fucking make one YouTube video a month. Jesus Christ. Twelve videos. Yeah. Twelve videos a year. Because guess what? Not only uh, DJ fucking Rubase out there fucking out there listens to this podcast, but he did hear the challenge on the other one. Millennial Frog this year as we've said in the past is doing six full fucking full length albums. Okay. <laughs> six this year in 2024. Mm. So you lazy assholes can put out at least one fucking album. Juicebox can do at least one video a month. Mm. And let me just tell you making these, well, millennial frog has told me making these albums is not fucking easy. It is not something that is, it's a labor of love is what is what he says. It's it's hard work, but he can get it done in a week because he sits down and he puts his fucking mind to it mm-hmm. and he just does the fucking work. He comes in, he does his job and he goes fucking home. So do your job, juice box. Do your, do your fucking job. Make goddamn YouTube videos, make people happy and make them laugh. All right. With your deadpan comedy. Excellent. <laughs> with your dry ass With comedy. your dry ass humor. It's excellent. All right. Yeah. You fucking bastard. We just want more of it. We just want more of it. And we want you to do more of it. So anyways. Okay. okay. Enough, enough jerking off fucking juice box. I do think there is one <laughs> other person I would like to interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who's this that? This was actually kind of just random because uh, I was looking up. Uh, as I do, I need things to carry me over to the start of the baseball season. Right. Yeah. So I was looking up Yoshinobu fucking Yamamoto videos to see what people were saying on ESPN and uh-huh. other sports outlets and such. So I found this. Uh, I think I found this channel called Sports Standouts or something like that. And it's okay. like a small YouTube channel. And the editing for it. I mean, dude, this shit's good. Like the, the storytelling, the editing. It's you got to watch it. It's pretty decent. It's like a seven minute video. All right. But the graphics for it, like everything is super cool. The guy that's narrating it is awesome. Uh, I don't know if this is all done by one person, but I'm like, shit, 
might want to get in on this early because this person has only posted one video. Oh, shit. Yeah. But I really liked it. I'm like, this is good, dude. This is. Well, maybe uh, maybe you should send him an old DM. And since now that there's that there is something out there uh, from the interview podcast, because we had been sitting on that for like a month. And so we couldn't really I don't think we could really con people into coming on because it didn't exist yet because we hadn't put it out, even though we'd already basically done two episodes. Mm. So now that it's out and there's something out there. Hey, yeah, we have all these other fucking podcasts, but here's the interview one. You can listen to it. And maybe you want to come on and get interviewed by us, perhaps. Oh, true, man. I didn't. Yeah, I keep forgetting that we've done all this shit. And <laughs> I, yeah, I know we're doing it, but yeah. I forget too. And I forget that other people could see it. So we're not just bullshitting them. And right. We're not just yeah. making shit up and saying, oh, yeah, we got an interview podcast, even though we really don't. Yeah. Well, no, no, motherfucker, we do. We, we, we've interviewed people. It's, you can come on and interview us. You get interviewed. Yeah. And, you know, you could, our tens of followers will see it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to so, see uh, how quickly he responds to comments and stuff. But I'm just going to let him know, hey, think your shit's dope and, you know, want to see what we're because this is very early on, dude. Like this. is. Oh, yeah, it is. It just happened to be the first video that this person made was about Yoshinobu. Yeah, yeah. Yamamoto. And so, honestly, that's the time to strike with a lot of these these people is when they are at the beginning stages of they. OK, they just put out something because. Yeah, even if it goes like, how many views does a video have? Do you know, mm, I couldn't tell you. I think All it's right. probably in the twenty thousands. Okay, but okay, so that's considered that I consider that a viral video essentially or whatever, right? It's pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, shit. It's great. It's good numbers. The followers, I think. Let me. You want me to look it up? Real yeah, quick? just look it up, so we can okay. just know. Um, yeah, sports. I think it's sports standout or something. Sports standout. Was it on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna follow him right now. Oh, dude, it's great. Uh, yeah, sports standouts. I'll send you the. Sports. You want oh, me to send okay. you the video yeah, so just, you can follow him? Yeah, yeah, send me the video and then that way I can just All right. go from there. Uh, and not have see. to screw around with it. Put it in the Discord, I suppose. Ooh, yeah. I think I know somebody maybe that we can use as a as a Jamie. Oh, who's that? <laughs> uh some some random person on Twitch that just won't leave me. Um, that doesn't sound nice, but <laughs> I, no, what what are they? What are they? Uh, like like teenager, sexually harassing but, uh, you? <laughs> what are they sexually harassing? Not, you? It's like no. Oh. It's just somebody that I, uh, when I was streaming that he would always like show up and shit. It's like hmm, maybe we can put this. Kid oh, to work. you mean a hardcore fan that yeah. we could put to work as an intern for yeah. Game Rage Magazine? Yeah, so we can get our own fucking hey, Jamie. We we need a Jamie. That's that's the one thing we've been in doing this for over a hundred fucking hours of content. That's the one standout thing that i have learned is we need somebody to be our jamie yeah to be keeping track of what we're fucking saying when it's said and also to fact check us that's definitely hey go look that up so we don't gotta go wait a minute hold on let me pause real quick so i can look this up yeah but yeah fuck dude that we definitely need that and then there is another there is a lady on uh on instagram that i want to try to snatch up to for an interview but i i think she might be too big but the only way oh you know what Maybe I got one other person as far because they're an artist, but yeah, they they don't have a huge following yet. So maybe we can get in on them early. That's too. that's when to do it is yeah. when when no one because this this lady is a very talented. She's an actual artist. She does drawings and she does music as well. And I think she has like fucking I don't know a lot of followers, but I don't think any. I just think maybe no one's asked to interview her because. Nobody cares, I guess. So I think if 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 it's just if we get lucky and we're like the first ones, maybe she'll say yes because it's like, oh, no one's ever asked me to interview before, so 
yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I think. Yeah. Okay. So, um, sports stand always on YouTube. One point three. Oh, damn. I, I said five K. It's actually one point three two million. One no one point three two K views. One thousand three hundred, roughly. Oh, so thirteen hundred. No wait, thirteen hundred followers. Okay. Oh, you know what? You were not even close. I, I thought it was twenty thousand. <laughs> it was four hundred and fifty three. <laughs> four hundred and fifty three views, views, which is which is great. That's fucking good. Yeah, but once you watch the thing, you're like, oh, dude, this is not, this is not like a fucking amateur, uh, video. Like this. Yeah, this you, is some professional you watch, shit. You watch the editing, you're like, oh my god, this is really interesting. It presents Yoshinobu in a in a in a in a good light or whatever. Yeah sports standouts is he actually on instagram too i sent you i sent you on uh, Who sent me the youtube uh, channel yeah what no I, I can't find him on social media oh all right so i'm gonna have to ask him to find out what yeah where this where's this bitch well at? maybe maybe you should uh maybe you should send him a fucking video or not a video uh, a message on the old youtube and be hey man i don't know how to do that you can't send messages on the youtube i don't know i don't know how you send private messages shit on. well you know what See, if we had a Jamie, he could look it up for us. <laughs> or he'd probably already know what yeah. the answer is. Yeah. So, anyways, who, who's this kid? That, is, is he like a Zoomer kid? Like, is he yeah, young? Yeah, he's what? I mean, what? What's Gen, what's Gen Alpha? Oh, fuck, man. Like, under 18? Under Yeah, he's under 18. Perfect intern. I think he's actually local to us. As, as, oh, really? Yeah. You think so? I mean. But he's also in school. That's true. And we do record late at night. <laughs> yeah so then maybe not well but i am off on saturdays now so maybe we could change uh maybe we could change to being on friday night oh we could do it on friday nights we could change our day from thursday night to friday night maybe if, if listen for a jamie i'd change the fucking day of the week that for we do this jamie. shit to have someone do that <laughs> sitting here i'll just ship throw up a third chair give him some headphones and have yeah. at it son yeah so uh all right well uh so what, what was this gear and login shit you're gonna talk about Oh, I kind of already mentioned it with, I just wanted to talk about that line and it was back with the motivation thing, like about an hour ago, <laughs> you know, I kind of already mentioned it. That was it. Yeah. I, was, I just want to say about how that like, and then I also did say how the Gurren Lagann movie just reaffirmed my belief in believing in ourselves and even the me, believe in the me that believes in you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. You just got to fucking believe if you think you can fucking do it, you can do it. That was basically my point. And I, I, I did kind of, I felt like I hit. I thought, I thought you also you should see the Gurren Lagann movie and then I did say if you wanted to hear about the Gurren Lagann movie go listen to the newest episode of the anime syndicate podcast which is out now you can listen to me and Frank talk about I thought you're gonna give us a whole fucking monologue a synopsis I, no I thought you were gonna give us a monologue of like oh my god the Gurren Lagann movie inspired me in this way and this is how I'm gonna apply it to this and you gave it to us in one sentence and I thought it was gonna be a whole hour oh of just that yeah oh no that was <laughs> <laughs> that was not that was not what I uh, meant at all when I had said I wanted to talk about the girl. Damn, I, I had said it was going to move into motivation and that's kind of where I went with it. And I think I talked about it for like 10 minutes or thereabouts. All right. Well, what, what do we at in terms of time? Uh, it's hour 26. All right. Let me let me get let me find out what the word of the day is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we fucked up and didn't do it on the CUP. God damn it. Yeah. Or maybe we should just do two. Oh, you know, what? it's a good idea. Let's do two. That's <laughs> yeah, right. a good idea. Let's make up for it. <laughs> Word of the day. You know, I have to say, Adam, this has become my one of my favorite segments of of our podcasts is is coming up with a word of the day. Oh Jesus! Oh fuck! Here we go. What do you got? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god, dude. This is this one's interesting. All right, all right. Let's hear it. What do you got? All right. Hold on. Let me let me sit up for this because this Oh man, he's gotta get this has nothing to do with pronouncing the word or anything, but I need to sit up for it anyways. <laughs> so the word, let's hear it. Uh well, I guess I'll can you mute my mic so I can just hear actually mute mo- both of our, our mics so I can, I can turn right. this bitch up real loud. All right, go ahead. I think we can play that on the thing. I don't think I don't it, want to. Oh, okay. Sussurus. Sussurus. How do you, could you spell it for me? Yes. It is spelled S U S. Okay. U. Okay. Double R. Oh, fuck. U S. Man. I thought there was going to be an so I it's in there. Sus. U R. 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 U S. There's a lot of U's and R's and S. I, I was like, oh my God, this is almost. It's almost as fucked as Mississippi. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's almost a, it almost is an anagram, but no. oh shit, yeah, yeah but it's not. But it's not. Sussurus. Okay, so definition. Yeah, what does that mean? It is a noun. Okay. It is a soft murmuring or rustling sound or whisper. Isn't that wild, dude? There, there, there's a word specific for that. For other that than whisper. Or, yeah, or murmur. Yeah. Sussurus. Sussurus. So. A soft murmuring or a whisper. Mm. It could be said at some times, at some time during Juicebox Joints videos, he is being susurrus. Noun. Oh, fuck. That's not, that's not, that's an adjective, right? The way I used it. Yeah. Or an adverb or a verb because it's like an action. So. It's a noun. Fuck. So you just use it. Person, place, or thing. Yeah, person, place, or thing. So then you say, I don't know, um, as the as the leaves rustled in the autumn wind, I Cicurus, became, or, or, yeah, there no. was a Cicurus. There was a Cicurus. That doesn't sound like it makes sense. Damn it. Uh, let's Man, see. We're too stupid for this. What's the sentence they use it in again? Okay. All right. Let's do that. Because like, they have it already pre-done, right? Right. Yeah, they do. Maybe that'll help us understand. A gentle Cicurus. Yeah. That's just that's just the sentence. Oh no no! But I was oh. I was thinking internally oh. as I was reading. Right. But okay, so the example given. Yeah. The wind rustled through the trees, creating a gentle susurrus that echoed in the forest. Second example okay. in the library, whispered conversations created a faint susurrus. That's actually interesting. The word itself like means uh, whispered. Because now when you when now when I think about it when. If you were to go to a um, shit, if you were to go like a to a PTA me- meeting and just before just before the meeting itself, everybody's kind of like talking amongst, amongst themselves. themselves. That, that's, that's a susurrus kind yeah. of. Yeah, because it's a mumbling or like a whispering. People yeah, are talking murmuring, quietly yeah. amongst themselves. Yeah, man. All right. I don't think I can come up with. Something. OK, that's not just directly ripping that off. I mean, within the school council meeting. <clears throat> there was a slight susurrus coming from the children or something. Does that work? Yeah, I guess that works. Okay, yeah. so in the courtroom, the susurrus was silenced by the judge's gavel. There we go. Yeah, that that, that's pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. That's a good fucking sentence right there. Yeah, God damn. Sentence. Yep. All right. Uh, let me find out what the next word of the day is. Oh, man. Two in one episode because we fucked up. Man, the listeners of the BFN show are getting the two for one special because the CUP got none. They got zero. They got fucked. 
So if you're a listener of both Ooh, the CUP and the BFN. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that looks interesting. All right, let me know when you have the sound queued up so I can mute it so it doesn't sound all shitty on the microphones. All right. Ready? All Are right, you ready? Uh, ready, mute. So the word right. is derigur. Derigur. De, wait, how do you spell it? So the 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 phonetic pronunciation yeah. or uh, it says derigur. Okay. Adjective. All right. All right. Do you want me to spell it out? Yeah, let's well, spell it so I can. Derigur is spelled D E, and there's a space in between. Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. So it, I don't know if it's it's technically one word, but it's is yeah, know, yeah. de facto. Well, like. De facto, like de yeah, facto. de facto is yeah. yeah. So it's D E R I G U E U R. As I said before, it is an adjective. What does it mean? Strictly required as by etiquette, usage, or fashion. So oh, strictly okay. required as by etiquette, usage, or fashion. Example given for a sentence. Wearing black tie attire is de rigueur at for, formal galas and high-end restaurants. Oh, I got a sentence for this. Oh, you got a sentence for it? I already got one in my head. Exchanging right. business cards before a meeting is still de rigueur in many Asian cultures. Okay. I wonder if they do the uh, American Psycho deal where they, they talk about how crisp and clean their business cards are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wonder oh, my if God. It, yeah. oh, my God. It's got a watermark. Yeah. <laughs> the tasteful thickness. The tasteful thickness. <laughs> the elegant simplicity. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So that last, in, that last sentence was interesting. Exchanging business cards before a meeting is still de rigueur in many Asian cultures. So strictly required. Like you have to do this. Yeah. As by etiquette, usage, or fashion, it is still de rigueur in many Asian cultures. Wearing a black tire, black tie, I, I jam tire and attire into one fucking word. Wearing <laughs> black tie attire is de rigueur at formal galas and high-end restaurants. Okay. So, at Chloe's formal tea party I was invited to the other day, it was de rigueur for my pinky to be out whilst I sipped upon my tea. That works. You got a sentence? Uh, I think I have one. It's going to involve golf. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, At the golf club... It is de rigueur, or yeah, at the at the golf club, it is de rigueur to have a polo T-shirt as part of the formal attire. Does that work? Yeah, that that works for sure. Yeah, that works for sure. <laughs> uh, you got a new sense or what? Kind of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phil Mickelson was a golfer, right? Phil. Phil. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> a wait what's a golf game called is it called a match or what is it i think it's yeah it's called a match okay i think so <laughs> a post golf no a post match 
shower with Phil Mickelson is de rigueur if you want to remain a member of the PGA Tour. <laughs> Why did you bring that up, dude? I don't know. I just thought taking a fucking shower with Phil Mickelson would have been funny. Like That's, <laughs> that's so fucking random. It just popped into my head. I like, thought you were going to say like the, the post-match etiquette is for is to shake... No, I, I wanted to make it funny. And then when you said when you said the thing about golf, I don't know why Phil Mickelson popped into my head. And I was like, I, for some reason, immediately I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny? Because I my first thought was to take a post-match bath with Phil Mickelson. <laughs> but I was like, wait, they don't have baths there. So that wouldn't make sense. So it would have to be a shower. So but I was like, bath is funnier, but it's not, it wouldn't make sense in the context of the sentence. So I just, I don't know why I thought that that was the first thing that popped in my head was taking a bath. And like my image of him was just sitting there in the tub, just like waving like, hey guys, you coming in? Like (laughs) (laughs) Very casually. Oh man, that was fucking great. So, well, I think that's the end of the episode. What a a hell of a way to end (laughs) on a Phil Mickelson Mickelson bath joke. (laughs) That was weird as fuck. Oh man. Well, anyways, if you uh, made it this far, you, uh, you got the pleasure of having a great end joke. And also go, uh, you know, go follow Lana Mac on uh, all the fucking social medias. And yeah, also, uh, what's her? I think her Instagram is Lana Lana L A N A L A N A dot D E L yeah dot Mac M A C K yeah like the D E L. It's like Del Taco, but it's Lana Del Mac. Lana Del Mac, and before she was Mac tonight, as in the former mascot of McDonald's. The guy with the 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 moon the, the moon, moon guy moon with yeah. the glasses. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but that was interesting. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time in her life. That was an interesting time <laughs> in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Thanks for fucking listening, and uh, go check out the Without Censor podcast. There's new episodes constantly. Will be coming out hopefully. Uh, Maybe not consistently, but they will be coming out. Oh, well, I mean consistently. Oh, well, yeah. I guess we got one already that's yeah. coming out next month in February. So you yeah. can go right now and listen to the first one, Lana Mac. You can listen to Ed Edward Erdelak. You can listen to his the author and Hollywood extraordinaire, I guess, or adjacent Hollywood adjacent <laughs> Edward Erdelak. Uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, as they say. And that's a great that's a great time. You can also hear about how he's friends with the guy who does the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants too, which is fucking a good story. Getting robbed of uh, Star Wars Rogue One and uh, Doctor Afra, the comic book character. Yeah, true. Star Wars comic book character. Well, actually, the expanded universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. Uh, so yeah, so go to do that, and then you know go listen to all other shit as well, and give your fucking balls a tug. We'll see you on the next one. This has been the Butt Fuck Nowhere Show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. Also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also visit our website, www.gameragemagazine.com for a host of other podcasts and more. Thanks for listening.